It's just an old beat up truck Some say that I should trade up Now that I got some jangle in my pocket But what they don't understand Is it's the miles that make a man I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket What they don't know is my dad and me We drove her out to Tennessee She's still here now, he's gone So I hold on Christian Carguy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Bible, 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 Bible. Negotiations Bible style. Don't you know, don't you know, things will change, things will go your way, if you hold on, but one more day. Holding on, is that biblical strength? We're going to figure that out, maybe together. <laughs> we're going to attempt to figure that out today on the Christian Car Guy Show. If you were, if you think about this, if you were preparing to jump out of an airplane with a parachute, I mean, the knots used to tie the cords to the canopy would be a great concern to you, wouldn't they? If you were fixing to get in a race car with Mario Andretti, <laughs> the shoulder harness, and its attachment to the frame would also be a great concern to me. I believe when we look at biblical strength, it's much the same. You see, Joshua was given this charge in Joshua 1.5. Be strong, for you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. And I turned to that passage this week in my Tree of Life version of the Bible, which is really neat Jewish translation. You can get it on your Bible app. But it said Shazak, which is C-H-A. Z-A-K, it didn't say be strong, it said Shazak. And so I looked up the verse in my inner linear blue letter thing, that Bible app that I use, and Shazak means, according to the Chaldee lexicon, to tie fast, to bind, to strongly bond to something. And so I began to ponder that. To be strong is to tie to something, to bind to something. And the more I pondered that, I thought about Jacob, and he was, remember, he was wrestling with the angel slash man, and Hosea, it says he was wrestling with an angel. In Genesis 32, it says he was wrestling with a man. But remember, he wouldn't let go of him until he blessed him. And then I thought about Mary Magdalene. Remember in John 20, where she wanted to latch hold of Jesus, and he told her, you got to let go of me, because I got to go, you need to go tell the, the brethren that I've come back. And Matthew 28 shares a similar story where Mary and the other Mary latched on to Jesus for all they were worth. Look in that in Matthew 28. I'd never noticed it before, but they clung to his feet. Well, then I found this passage in Song of Solomon, which those who know me well know that that's my favorite book. In Song of Solomon, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, Hardly had I passed beyond them when I found the one my soul loves. I held him. And I would not let him go until I brought him to my mother's house, the chamber of her that conceived me. So think about that with me. Be strong. Be courageous. Latch on to Jesus with all you have. Wrestle in prayer. Don't let go. Your inheritance is on the other side of the Jordan. So Jordan, 
Right? That's what was happening for Jacob. His inheritance was on the other side of the Jordan. For those of us who (laughs) latch onto Jesus, what does that inheritance mean exactly? But what I would love to know is when have you tied fast? When have you held on to something or someone or to God and you would not let go? I would truly love to hear that story. When would you when did you hold on to something and you wouldn't let it go and it turned out to be a huge blessing like Jacob got blessed. And Bill, where you've got some ideas on biblical. We got Bill, our Christian insurance guy here with us today on biblical strength. A little different angle. Well, you uh let me know yesterday about the topic, so I was doing some prayerful consideration and praying uh a lesson plan for tomorrow for the prison. And I spent a little time in Psalms, Psalms 1832. It is God who arms me with the strength and keeps my way secure. Uh, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. The Lord is my strength and my shield. God is the source of our strength or should be the source of our strength. It is said that all good gifts come from God and we should think that all our strength comes for God. We should return the strength to God. Uh, We should strive to love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul and strength. And we should also share that strength with others. We should strive to strengthen others, 1 Corinthians, that one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouragement, and comfort. We need to find ways to find that inner strength, but we don't want to think that we created that strength. We want to realize that God is the source of that strength. Right, and so you might be wondering, Robbie, what does this have to do with cars? Well, I have an answer for you. How about a seatbelt, right? It ties you into the strength of the vehicle. In other words, if you're not wearing your seatbelt, all that wonderful, strong, those crumple zones, that uniframe, all those reinforced compartments and all that stuff, you're not tied to it. You're flying around in there. I mean, you know, there there you go. You, you, got, a, you got an issue there. <laughs> so seatbelts are a way to do that. And, and I can tell you that, and I would love to hear maybe your story of when seatbelts seat saved your life. I can tell you a story where they saved my son's life. Uh, so we, if you've got that, we'd love to hear 866-348-7884. But also in relationships, right? Because you've got a relationship with God that you're tied to. You're going you're gonna to do that. But I was thinking about if I had a great relationship, if I'm tied to my mechanic, my car's mechanic, that's really cool. If that guy is also a Christian, then I have an even tighter bond and now I've got this possibility of a three-chord strand that's not easily broken and a, and, a, and a stronger way to make sure that my car stays on the road. But the same thing would be said about people that I work with to sell my car or my church or my insurance agent. Right, Bill? It's certainly good to be able to sit across the table from somebody that you can see. And when they say, you've got coverage for this, that you don't have to figure out who that was at that 800 number you got. Right. I cannot tell anybody the times that over the years that our house was broken into or a tree fell on our car or whatever. And, and just knowing that without hesitation that I wasn't going to in any way infuriate. In other words, I never once felt anything but grace from him when I knew I was going to make that call. That's what we're for. We're there to pay out when you need us. So 
We would love to hear how you tied to someone, something to God. You wouldn't let go, and you got blessed like Jacob. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Of course, we have all this at the website, christiancarguy.com, as well as podcasts of previous show, Christian Carguy Theater. All those episodes are there, and they're absolutely free. We'd love for you to take part of that. Of course, we got our January cruise-in calendar now, Bill. These cruise-ins are going on in January, and we'd love to post your cruise-in or your shark car show. You can just go to christiancarguy.com and enter it there. We have our Christian car care centers that are involved in the Jesus Labor Love. And, of course, we're going to be talking about that throughout the show this morning because, you know, there's another place where it's an interesting thing that, that over the years of the Jesus Labor Love, those relationships with those car care centers um, become the tie that binds um, or relationships with people that I've had in the past. If, if you're not tied into something, you know, you're out there kind of on your own. And so as you're thinking about that, you know, when did you wrestle in prayer where you just would not let go until you had a sense of peace? Can you remember a night like that, a time like that, a day like that? I would love to hear it. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. I had a son, or I still have a son. He's still my son. <laughs> I have a son by my previous marriage. And when I first married Tammy, my current wife, she and he did not get along very well. And so he decided at one point in time that he was going to run away. And he didn't get off the school bus as far as we knew. And I wasn't at that point in time. I'm not, I, if somebody had asked me, Robbie, are you a Christian? I would have told him, no, I'm, I'm probably a Scientologist or some other strange thing that you might think. But I would not have said that. But this particular day, Leslie didn't come home. And as the day passed on, it got scarier and scarier. You know, 10 o'clock came at night. I'm out driving the streets all over Greensboro trying to look for my son. 11 o'clock comes. 12 o'clock comes. 1 o'clock in the morning comes. Still no Leslie. And then <laughs> I remembered this prayer that somebody taught me about praying to Jesus. When we come back, I'll share what happened, how I latched on to Jesus and wouldn't let go until I was blessed. I hope you'll be thinking about your story like that. 866-348-7884. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. It's just an old beat-up truck. Some say that I should trade up now that I got some jangle in my pocket. But what they don't understand is it's the miles that make a man. I wouldn't trade that thing in for a rocket. What they don't know is my dad and me, we drove her out to Tennessee. She's still here now, he's gone. So I hold on. Biblical strength and holding on, tying fast. What does that look like in your life? We've been talking about that today on the Christian Car Guys show and along those lines. You know, Red's going to kick over 410. Is it 409,600 miles, something like that? And, uh, man, I cannot tell you the blessing of holding on to that truck all those years and how much I every time I get it and go down the road, I'm like, man, I'm so glad that I've kept this truck. I it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you hold on and 
there's a blessing there. And as we were talking about, I wanted to finish this story for those of you who are listening. My son had run away. It became 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was terrified. There's no way to even explain how terrified I was. I, I never remember being that word or that scared in my life because it made no sense to me. Was he kidnapped? You know, why didn't he get off the school bus? What in the world had happened? And we had searched all over, called everybody we knew, did everything we could think of. And uh, my last straw was I heard this sermon that you could pray and ask Jesus what was going on with the situation. Well, I did not know how to pray. I didn't know Jesus, really. But I, when I think about it now, I must have had faith because I believed he was going to come through somehow, and I would not let go until I heard from him because <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, I've got to get some answers, and I need them right now, and I would not let go. And I said, okay, Jesus, I need you. This is real. I, and I, I figure I must have called on the name of the Lord because that happened, and he showed up that night. And there I was, just a car salesman. <laughs> no expectation of why he should answer me. But he puts his arm around me. I'll never forget it. And said, Robbie, I've got this. It's going to be okay. And so I walk out to my wife at the time, you know, Tammy, and, and she's still my wife, 30 some odd years later. And I can't imagine what she was thinking because she'd known me a long time. <laughs> and I said, honey, I just talked to Jesus and he says it's going to be okay. And I, I wish I could remember the look on her face. <laughs> She didn't know you had a car salesman named Jesus. What I do know is this. It might have been 10, it might have been 15 minutes later, a police car pulls up in the driveway. In the car is Leslie. The policeman gets out, and he, for those of you maybe listening that know about Greensboro, North Carolina, there's a street called Lee Street. And it's down by the street where the steel mill is. Not a real nice section of Greensboro. And the policeman said, I was driving down Lee Street. I saw this little boy getting in this car with people I didn't think he should be getting in the car with. And so I pulled him over, and his name was on this list. And here he is. And I don't know that I gave my life to Christ that night, but I can tell you one thing's for certain. I knew I'd called on the name of the Lord. I knew he'd come through for me, and I would never, ever forget the night that I wrestled in prayer. And I don't know how to put it other than I'm not letting go of this concept until Jesus comes through and tells me he can come through. And so I wonder if you have a story along those lines of someone, something that you latched onto and you would not let go. We would love to hear that story. 866-348-7884. Or maybe somebody latched onto you. Maybe it was a seatbelt. And your story about how the seatbelt saved your life may get somebody going down the road today to put on their seatbelt, and it may save their life. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share, Bill. You got? Well, I got a seatbelt story to begin with. I was in college, and I was driving down 421. You went to college? I, I, went, to, <laughs> I went to four colleges. I'm driving down 421, and it's a little bit wet, and my car needed some new tires on it, but... Three cars in front of me was a Trans Am, a hot Trans Am, and he slams on his brake in the middle of this bridge and s swings sideways, and then takes this road right off the, the right off the edge of the bridge, and the car behind him slams on their brake, and the car behind that slams on their brake, and I slam on mine, and when I slam on mine, it doesn't make much difference, and I hit the car in front of me, and I put my head 
right through the steering wheel and cracked my head open good with the blood pouring. But if it hadn't been for that seatbelt, <laughs> it would have been a whole lot worse. There's no airbag in that car. So you had your seatbelt on, but back then they didn't have airbags. They didn't have airbags. Who yeah. knows? It probably would have broke your neck if you... It, well, it, I, I was able to, <laughs> to walk away from it. How about the guy in the Trans Am? He wasn't damaged at all, and all three of us were absolutely sure he was responsible for the accident, and it turned out that the last driver in the chain that didn't leave enough space between me and the car is mine. I was in charge of uh, taking care of all the other vehicles involved in that accident. Oh, so you were... You found out about insurance early I in life. I found about insurance the hard way, yes. <laughs> well, we would love your hold-on story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes it's a matter of relationships. And uh, we had so many Jesus labor love requests. And I, I really meant to even start out the show this week by saying, Wow, some of the generous gifts that came in at the end of the year really took my breath. And I am so unbelievably grateful um, for what some of you gave to the Jesus Labor Love. Uh, that's, you know, not including the prayers and the thoughts and all the people that support it in so many different ways that are tied to the ministry. You know, it's just, it's amazing. But week in and week out, there are people out there, car repair shops, that helps single moms, widows, families in crisis. And if you go to christiancarguy.com, of course, you can see the list. But I feel like this week there's some people that are not on the list because they never helped me before. And uh, I had a, a, a lady in Moxville that needed her car towed. And Farmington Road Exxon just stepped up. I'd known Marvin from years ago. I called him. I said, Marvin, would you mind? And he just immediately jumped up and towed that car. And then Formac Automotive, also in Moxville, I've never dealt with them before, but I had a friend in Moxville who knew them, gave me the man's name, and they stepped up and helped as well. You know, those things are happening every single week. Bill's Auto Clinic here in Winston-Salem, East Main Street Auto in Radford, Virginia, some people I never ever heard before, Radford, East Main Auto Street, auto repair. <laughs> so much more Christian Car Guys show coming up. Call us, 866-348-7884. Biblical strength has to do with holding on, holding on to Jesus, holding on to your faith, holding on to someone, holding on to something. We would love to hear your hold on story, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And in the Jesus labor love, that's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. We were talking about that before the break, the wonderful, generous gifts that came in to help these folks, and we get so many applications this time of year, we are getting four or five 
a day at times over the holidays. Um, and, and each one would break your heart. Parents with special needs children, they can't get them to the hospital. You know, all sorts of stuff. You're just like, wow, I can't believe, God, you, you had me here. In each case, you have a chance to pray with the individual. Each chance, God has a chance to touch them in some way. And because of your amazingly generous gifts that came in, um, I don't I, I, we might have done 15 or 20 in, in the last week or so. But So I, I have a lot of shout-outs. Uh, Titan Auto Repair in Richmond stepped up and, and helped a lady that it turned out we could we could fix her car, but at least she didn't spend a bunch of money putting into a car that she couldn't fix. As I mentioned, East Main Auto Street, Auto Repair in Radford, Virginia. Bill's Auto Clinic here in Winston-Salem has helped us out so many, many, many times. Uh, Allegria's Auto Repair here in Winston-Salem has helped us out. I, you know, I could go on and on. A lot of shops that I've never worked before, with before, uh, the single moms or the widows or the families um, have told me about, and it's amazing how many people will jump in and help, especially this time of the year. And I'm just so grateful that we have those relationships and so grateful for the prayers and so grateful for you reaching out. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about this seatbelt thing because it's it's really, it, it is in some ways, we hold on to Jesus, but he's holding on to us. <laughs> and, and if you can imagine with me for a minute that the engineers that go into building a car to make it safe, and, and a lot of these guys, they come to work every single morning saying, how can I make this car safe in the case of an accident? And the very place that they start before they do anything else, you see that person has to be buckled into the structure. They have to be connected to the seat that is connected to the frame, that's connected to the unibody, that's connected to the reinforced pillars. All those things are connected like the body of Christ, and they have to be bound together, you see? And everything's dependent on whether or not you're in that seatbelt. That airbag goes off. You're not in the seatbelt. They didn't design it that way. When you look at the dummies with crash tests, they've, they'll show you what it looks like when they hit without being with a seatbelt on, but the way that it was designed was for you to be in that place. And, well, Robbie, you know, I was just pulling out of the parking lot. Well, let me tell you that just pulling out of the parking lot. <laughs> there are lots of accidents in parking lots. Coming in and going out is probably the number one. Right. And I, I, I got to tell you that the car that hit me, um, Many of you have heard the story. If you've not heard the story before, I was behind my Jeep getting my son a root beer, and I was had one leg on the bumper and one leg off, and the car uphill from me, the man had gotten out and left it out of gear. And so here comes this car downhill, and it hits me. And it probably hadn't traveled 10 feet because it wasn't parked that far, maybe 15 feet behind me. It couldn't have been going two or three miles an hour. I don't know how fast it was going. What I do know is it absolutely crushed me. The amount of force, the amount of energy that's involved nearly took off my leg. And I spent a year in a wheelchair, three years on crutches, you know, surgeries, all sorts of things as a result of something that happened in a fraction of a second at a speed that I know couldn't have been, it couldn't have been five miles an hour. 
but there was nothing you can do about it because you this little weak body and whatever. And and but you know, here's here's what happened. God was there, you know, as I was way up in the mountains and I was possibly bleeding to death, God was there. He kept me from going into shock. He allowed me to go into a hospital, although it took me an over an hour to get there, where there was a Navy surgeon that happened to be available that just happened to be there that day who had worked on traumas that were in Vietnam and was able to save my leg and save my life. I just finished my last chemotherapy treatment. God was there all along because I had stayed attached to God. <laughs> but I'm saying this just to say that you're just going five miles an hour in the, in the parking lot. You're just going anywhere. Strap yourself into the safety systems that people went to unbelievable lengths and you know their education which obviously you went to college bill i didn't (laughs) you know all this stuff is used in an effort to create a structure that is safe but how safe is it if you're not tied in if you saw how many accidents there are the number just blows your mind and the amount of money spent every year to help Fix people that are in accidents is just mind-blowing, too. Yeah, your back is a very delicate part of your body, and it doesn't take much speed to jar that and to do a whole lot of damage. Right, and so as in, in the insurance field, you see it time and time and time and time again, and as a result, obviously, insurance claims you know, rise as people don't, who don't wear their seatbelts and it affects everybody's rates. But more importantly, you know, it's your life. You know, this is the one chance you've got, and you don't know when you step out. The one time, that, and I've, you've heard me tell this story before, but I'll tell it again, that that same boy, Leslie, that I was talking about a little while ago, ran away. We were at a stoplight. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. There was no reason to expect an accident whatsoever. We were at a stoplight. But the car comes barreling in behind us, slams into the back of us, and throws him without his seatbelt, bam, right into the dash. And that changed my life forever. I never, ever get into a car without, before I ever even move, that seatbelt's going on, and it becomes a habit. It's just like, that's what it feels like. I would, I would feel totally out of place to drive a car without a seatbelt on. You know, you think about it, the car's worth twenty two, $30,000. It didn't take too many days in the hospital to run up a bill far more than what the cost of the car is. Right. So you got that seatbelt story or maybe you got that holding on story. We would love to hear it. It's New Year's. What a fun time to do this. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. My favorite holding on story was when my daughter um, had to go to the hospital and my wife called up and said, you know, the pediatrician had sent them to Baptist Hospital that our daughter, our little daughter, had leukemia. And I started praying, and the first verse that came to mind was, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And I felt a little bit better, and then another verse came to me, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, lift up your request to God, and the peace of Christ which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And my blood pressure came down a lot. And then the third verse was, you're chosen and holy and dearly loved by God. You know, we've got to have some scripture that we we love tucked away in us so that when difficult times come, 
the Holy Spirit can give those verses back to us. And we know that it's God talking to us. Um, yeah, as, as you look at this here, and again, I'm not saying from a legalistic standpoint, but because you love God, you want to find out more about him. As you spend time in the word in the morning or whenever you do it, you know, it's amazing how he brings all that to life. And over the years, you know, that things come to mind at the moment that you need him because you've been tied to him, you know, through his word. It's, it's how it works. Well, you know, if you're a good steward, the principle is that you'll be made a good steward of more and your medical bills, your health, that we've got to be a good steward of those things as well as the resources that God provides to us. It's important that we try to be safe. And the biggest reason is that children don't necessarily do what they're told, but they do often do what they see. So if mom and dad, are, the first thing they do when they get in the car is to buckle up the seatbelt and the second thing they do is to make sure the kids are bucked up, buckled up in the seatbelt. And you're a whole lot more likely to have children that will grow up that will survive the automobile accident they end up in. All right, we got one more segment for you to call in and share your holding on story. Where you got tied in, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. So much more, Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Stay tuned. So as we are holding on in 2018, it's a, it's a fascinating thing that, that God has given us here, and I'm so excited about what he's done in my life here on the Christian Car Guy Show with the things that we've been able to hold on to. We've had this ministry, the Jesus Labor Love, now for, I think, over six years, and the show itself's been on over 11 years. The relationships, the people that God has given us, but overall, you think about it, it's the church. We're going to hold on to that on in to eternity. And at some point in time, we get to cross the Jordan too. So I want to go back to how I got here and why I was thinking this. It, I was reading William Gurnall's book, The uh, Full Armor of God, <laughs> which I, it seems like you could every paragraph you could spend a month just pondering. You know, the guy is so deep. Of course, it's 1,100 pages, so you're not going to get it through it overnight, and it's written in Old English. So it's <laughs> it's a bit tough. But what he was actually, that hold on to the promises thing, he was talking about the helmet of salvation is actually the hope of salvation as taken from First Thessalonians. And he said, where you get that is, and he, and he said, you got to hold on to the promises. And he sent me to that verse in Joshua, you know, one five that turned out to start out with Shazak, hold on. And so that when you're putting on this helmet, the hard headedness is, is like, I am going to hold on. And I couldn't help but think of our buddy, Jacob. <laughs> right? I mean, he was, 
I think about it. He had been over there messing around with Laban. He'd been working hard. He got his sheep together and all that stuff. But he had an inheritance that was on the other side of the Jordan. Is that some coincidence? <laughs> he did. He did. He, his father, had, you know, Isaac, had given him an inheritance. But it was on the other side of the Jordan. Problem was, his brother was over there, and he was kind of a giant. Just saying. <laughs> And he had a lot of fears crossing the Jordan. Actually, it was the Jabbok that he that he had crossed over. And last week on Kingdom Pursuits, a guy told me something amazing I never thought about. I had, I had two shows where people spoke wonderful things into my life. One show, Masculine Journey, a man talked about that he'd had this vision that in his baptism, when he came up out of the baptism, he saw the old man that it was died, right? Died in the likeness of his death, raised to right, live in a new newness of life he saw the old man the image of him in the water and as I shared that with a pastor on the air from King of Pursuits he said well Robbie you do know that all the water in the world flows into the Dead Sea it's a lotus spot in the world and specifically the Jordan for sure goes into the Dead Sea and I went wow isn't that kind of interesting now when we take our buddy Jacob right he is wrestling he ain't letting go right He's trying to get across to Jordan. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's fascinating to me. But that he is he's wrestling. He will not let go of this angel slash man. And again, it, it was fascinating as I studied, went back and studied that story. I had forgotten that Hosea makes reference to that. I think it's in Hosea 12, where he says that he was wrestling with an angel. If you look in the in the Genesis account in Genesis 32, he's wrestling with a man. It's an ish. But that isn't the word that they use in Hosea. And some people think he was wrestling with the Lord himself. Now, if he's wrestling in with an angel, you do realize that one angel Good looking away. Uh, uh, killed 600,000 in Second Samuel, right? People, I mean, one angel, right, has that kind of power. But the angel himself or the man, whatever, you know, whoever this was, he says to Jacob, you overcame God and man. In other words, you overcame me. Now, how did he do that? By latching. I'm just saying he he tied himself onto the Lord, and he was not letting go for nothing until you blessed. He was scared his, his brother was coming to kill him, right? Or he thought his brother was coming to kill him. I'd have been a little bit more scared of the angel. But. <laughs> yeah, I would too, but that isn't what happened. And so we do have a call. We have Angela in Burlington. She has a hold-on story for us. Angela, you're on the Christian Car Guy show. You got a seatbelt story for us? Seatbelt story, yes, sir. Uh, this car accident helped it happen in 1987, but I've never forgotten it. I was with my mom and my dad, and uh, we were driving out in the country and came up on an intersection, and we didn't see a sign of anybody else anywhere. But the next thing we know, a car coming from the opposite direction in the intersection hit our car so hard that we, the car was turned in the opposite direction from which we were traveling. So everybody winds up at the hospital. I had a cut on top of my head that required some stitches. Thankfully, my dad wasn't hurt at all, but my mom had a broken sternum. Mm. So uh, we were sent on home, but my mom remained in the ER. 
and she said that uh, told us later that she was complaining about the seatbelt breaking her sternum. And she said the ER doctor told her, yes, you have a broken sternum, but it will heal. Had you not been wearing your seatbelt, you probably would have gone through the dash at the windshield and died. So my mom never complained about wearing her seatbelt anymore. Wow. And uh, being told something like that really changes your perspective on on the wearing of seatbelts. So... Yeah, you, you had a sensation of that force that is way beyond anything that your strength could possibly, but isn't it kind of neat to know that <laughs> we have Jesus hanging on to us at the, if we're hanging mm-hmm. on to him and that he could take that kind of a... I, I don't even want to think about how much force that was, Angela, of that car that hit you going the opposite direction. It's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, well, the, the, the guy in the other car... He, he he was new to the area, and he was looking for some facility or something and said he did not see the stop sign. Wow. You know, and, uh, but, uh, but if, he, if he was looking for a store or something, you would have thought he would have been traveling slow, but our car got turned around, completely turned around in the opposite direction. That is a wonderful story, and I hope people listening will think about that as they buckle their seatbelts no matter the situation. Thank you for calling in, Angela. God bless you. I'm so grateful that you shared well, thank that. Thank you, and, and a blessed new year to you and all the folks there at Truth Radio. Really appreciate you and love you. Same here, Angela. God bless. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. So, well, you know how <laughs> those seatbelts are holding on to you, you know, we've, we can take, a, in some cases, a head-on collision, and I'll never, ever forget one of the first shows I ever did on the Christian Car Guy show I did on seatbelts, and we had a man call in that was working in emergency services, and he said something I'll never forget. He said, Robbie, I've never unbuckled a dead man. He said, everybody I ever found dead at the scene of a car accident wasn't wearing their seatbelt. My father was an adjuster, an ins- auto insurance adjuster for a while. And back then, you'd have to go out and take pictures of the accidents as soon as you found out about them. And he had some disturbing stories about what happened when people didn't have seatbelts on and part of them made it through the windshield. So how cool is it that when we buckle ourselves into Jesus, <laughs> you know, you got something way better than airbags and crumple zones and all those other things you know consider calling on the name of the lord this week consider giving your life to christ asking him to come in forgive you for your sins because when he covers you with the blood it's way better than any roll bar i'm just saying bill it's an amazing thing thank you for listening to the christian car guy show thank you bill remember slow down jesus walked everywhere he went got it all done in 33 years and we really appreciate you listening to the christian car guy show